I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to My Millennial Money Express. I'm Glenn James and today I'm here with Monica Louie from Flourish to Seven Figures, the podcast. Yes. Welcome, Monica. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, and thank you for taking the time to chat with us all. Now, a lot of people in Australia probably have not heard of your podcast, so tell us a little bit about it. Sure. So, my podcast is about what it really takes to build a seven-figure online business. Wow. So, I'm on my own journey of building my own online business. I have a Facebook and Instagram ads agency. I also have an education and training program uh, around Facebook ads. And so, my goal is to build a seven-figure business and inspired by those that do and wanting to look at it from all angles of what does it really take, what needs to come together to make that happen. So, in in Australia, like we don't usually say... um, my target is like six figures or seven figures. Like it's a very American thing. And I think it's like when people say six figures, like that's like earning a hundred grand, right? Right. So is that like a hundred grand gross or before tax or after tax? Like in a business sense in the States, like what do people mean by that? So generally it means top line revenue. Right. So, just I've generated 100K, so I've now got a six figure business. Right. Okay, sweet. So, what you're set out to do is $1 million as revenue online. Yes. Sweet. So good. How are you going so far? Good. Yeah. I mean, I've had my business for three years, and the second year we hit um, multiple six figures. First wow. year was nearly six figures. Wow. And so, it's been growing ever since. It's very exciting. It's a lot of fun. That's amazing. So, Before I get into your kind of personal money story, what would you say the biggest failure is when people have an online business and they want to spend money on online ads? The biggest, well, the biggest mistake that I see a lot of people make is that they think they'll try it out or they will dabble at it. They'll give it a go. And when you don't get immediate results because it can take time and testing and commitment to figuring out how to find your people with Facebook and Instagram ads, um, but uh, then also the messaging in your ads and what there are a bunch of different strategies that we do with ads. And so what is going to be the angle that is going to attract the right people, but then also what's the pathway after that? The ad can only do so much. So if your goal is profit from your ads, then the path to profit needs to convert as well after the initial ad. So the biggest mistake I see is that people give up too soon before they figure that out. And then they end up wasting money on ads, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Do you think Facebook's dead and it's more Instagram ads now? What's your vibe on the landscape? Oh, so we do both Facebook and Instagram ads. We also do Pinterest ads on a small scale. But as far as comparing Facebook to Instagram ads, it really depends on the brand and the client and where their audience is. 
And we like to test both. If we think that their audience is on Facebook in most cases, but then also potentially on Instagram, we'll test both. And oftentimes we're surprised that our cost might be cheaper for one promotion on Instagram and then cheaper on Facebook for another promotion. Or with Instagram, we still have more limited reach than we do on Facebook. So we might get great costs on Instagram, but there's just smaller potential reach. So that means fewer people that we can potentially reach on Instagram. So it still makes sense to be also testing on Facebook and running ads there. So just a practical question to bring this part of the discussion home. Like if you are a small business in your suburb, wherever you live, you might be an electrician, you might be a plumber, you might have a beauty salon, like just a service-based small business. Do you think there's a need to have an online strategy even in your area? Oh, absolutely. I definitely would. Yeah. Yeah. Any tips that you could give our small business listeners? Well, so think about where your audience is hanging out. Are they hanging out on Facebook? Are they potentially more so hanging out on Instagram? Mm. So that'll depend on who your potential customer is. Um, And then you can create a strategy there around getting in front of them. So just think about, you know, what is that initial touch point going to be? And how are you already getting clients? How are they already hearing from you uh, or learning about you? Are they, is your goal with your ad to just kind of be top of mind for when they need your service, when they need your, your business? Um, so that can be a great way to just make that initial touch point and then also continue to get in front of them. But what I really like to do with my ads is have a call to action to build that relationship so that I can get back in front of them again. So that often means like, um, promoting my newsletter. Yeah, it's just fascinating. I think, like you said, the key words there, like you've got to be where your customers are hanging out. Absolutely. And everybody's got a shop in their pocket. Everybody's got online in their pocket. So you've got to be there. And I just think if you are running a business in this current day and age, and I've said this a billion times, you are running an online marketing business. Oh, by the way, you're a hairdresser oh by the way i'm a mechanic by the way i'm insert trade here absolutely and i think if we like i think the worst thing that people do with the small businesses is probably start by renting a, a a shop front or something like that or it's like just invest that rent online and then if you need space well maybe then you can just get a shop front as more of a factory to uh, dispatch and whatever your merch or whatever you're selling. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that's really cool. And I probably could talk to you for hours about this stuff. But to encourage uh, our listeners, like you had a buttload of debt, yourself and your husband. Yes. And what, like, what was the debt? What was it from? How did you pay it off? How long did it take? What sacrifices did you make? Tell us all sure. the hacks. Okay. So... Back in 2013, I ended up um, leaving my job to stay home with my kids. I had a a toddler and I was pregnant with our daughter. Um, And my goal was to transition away from my corporate job to be able to create my own lifestyle and my own schedule, have more control over my schedule so I could spend more time with my kids and eventually build a business from home so that I could contribute financially to the family. So we tried to be smart in preparing for that. Um, We built up savings. We had paid off our car. But then a couple months into me being a stay-at-home mom, 
um, we saw that our savings started to dip. And so I decided that because it was my decision that I wanted to be in that situation, I didn't want it to cause financial strain for my family. So I was going to figure out how people stay afloat on a single middle-class income. And that really led me to hearing inspiring stories of other people who were getting out of debt also on a single middle-class income. So my husband and I realized that if we didn't have the debt, we would feel so much more secure living on just his income. And what does he do for work? He's in law enforcement. Wow. So he's a law enforcement officer. Pew, pew. <laughs> is it police? Um, he's federal. Federal. But wow, yeah. 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 <laughs> America. <laughs> so, so, you know, he, he's not a doctor or a lawyer. He's not an engineer, you know. Um, so very much middle class income. And, but I knew that it was possible. And so we ended up deciding to tackle our debt. So it was $320,000 of debt at the time. And that includes our mortgage. Um, so it was mostly student loans, mortgage, and we had a home equity line of credit. Mm. All our credit cards we pay off every month. Yeah. Um, so most of it was, you know, quote unquote, good debt. But we really saw that we were spending a lot every single month with those payments. And if we didn't have that, we would have much more to to survive on. Mm. Um, so we decided to, t- to tackle the debt. And in two years, we paid off $120,000 all on a single middle-class income. And what we did in order to do that is I started creating a very detailed budget as to figuring out where our money was going, what money was coming in. We, started, we decided to start selling things and anything that we didn't really care to hold on to that we weren't attached to. Um, So we ended up in the very first month, we had a very successful garage sale. We just put as much stuff out in the driveway as as we could. Um, And a bunch of people came and bought a bunch of our stuff. We ended up making almost $1,600 in just a weekend from that garage sale. Um, And then anything else that was, you know, kind of in that pile that we weren't attached to, he ended up putting on Craigslist and OfferUp. And now there are, of course, more options to sell things online um, to people in your local area. Um, And it's something that we still do to this day is sell things that we're just not attached to that we don't need anymore. Um, And so that started bringing in extra money. Um, Because we had built up our savings, we did take some of our savings and put that toward the debt because we wanted to really see quick momentum in knocking those numbers down. Um, And then my husband just decided to raise his hand and say, you know, I'll take any overtime um, opportunities. So uh, it ended up that after my daughter was born, she was only four months old, he had this opportunity to go to another state um, where they had overtime opportunities. So he ended up working for 45 days straight, not taking a day off. He did double shifts during that time. Wow. So essentially, I mean, he more than doubled his income during that time. And it was a sacrifice for our family. But we looked at it that we had this big goal and we were determined to pay the debt off quickly. And we knew that, you know, it would... It would feel like a long time when we were in it, but then once it was over, you know, looking back, 45 days goes by in a flash. So it was a sacrifice that we were willing to make. Um, and so that was, you know, me staying home with two little kids and he was just working hard. And, and then he came back, he came back on a Wednesday, he finished out the week. And so he worked 47 straight days, you know, without, wow. without a break. So you're in California. No, we're, um, we're actually in Washington. Ah, North. Yes. Yes. Where was he working? So he went to Texas, actually. Wow. So he would fly down 45 days? Yes. And then how long was he back home for in between shifts? Oh, so he just stayed there the whole time. Oh, okay. So he was so, gone the entire time. So, so he just punched, you know, a couple of months mm-hmm. in a row, went, did a smash and grab, got the money, come back, 
and we threw it at debt and it was done. <laughs> we threw it at debt, yeah. But I mean, it was it was just consistency as as far as you know, bringing in extra money in any way that we could get creative and and you know, continuing to look at well, what is sitting around? Do we not need? You know, would we rather have money for that or would we rather hang on to that? So yeah, if you are in debt, you know, you've got a choice. You can be passive and just keep on keeping on and you know, watching two hours of Netflix a night. Or you can make the decision, is now the time that we'll do like Monica and her husband did and actually get active and get rid of the debt. Yeah. So, you've got no debt now? No, we just have our mortgage Just the mortgage. Yeah, sweet. Which you've got to pay for accommodation anyway, whether it's renting or a mortgage. Yeah. Until you're completely debt free. Yeah. Our goal is to have that paid off very soon though. Yeah. So, um, but another thing we did, so we, we did that, but then, um, we paid off 90,000 basically from just hustling Wow! and then we decided that we, um, had this big house that didn't really suit our family. We had bought it when we got married. It was a short sale. Um, so we got a really great deal on it, but because we were feeling like our family was complete with two kids, um, we decided to downsize. So that was another thing. We had equity in the house. We downsized to find a house that was more suited for our family. And so that's where we hit 120,000 paid off in two years. Yeah. Wow. Once we made that move. Wow. Wow. So what's next? For getting rid of the debt. Or just for life. For life. Oh, careers. Growing, growing the business. So that's been my, my focus these last few years is growing the business. Um, and we're continuing to work toward paying off the, the remaining part of our mortgage. Yeah. So once your mortgage is uh, gone, like how much did it free up the non-mortgage debt a month in payments? Do you remember? Well, I'm trying to think. Because then when we bought our current house, we ended up getting a 15-year mortgage. So our mortgage payment actually increased. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it yeah. kind of offset what we had paid off, but we just felt so much more secure knowing that we had so much less debt hanging over our And heads. if you're used to living on like very lean budget, just keep that up for the next handful of years anyway. Yes. But your business, because it's online and scalable, you should be able to probably pay that mortgage off faster than for 15 years anyway. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the goal. So, was we just like, the worst case scenario would be for 15 so years. So, you kind of like, what was your main inspiration? Like, because I know the Dave Ramsey thing is in the States, 15-year mortgage and punch, punch, punch debt. Like, you're obviously not a huge subscriber to his system. Are you? Well, so, the debt-free screams did, did serve as inspiration for us early really? on. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Because you still use a credit card. We still use credit cards, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay. But we pay them off every month. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. I'm pretty, like, I don't use a credit card myself because I've got no self-control. Like, that's the only reason. <laughs> Wild. All right. <laughs> Well, it's good to know. I mean, I know I've I've got friends that just don't like using credit cards, so they don't. Yeah. Um, and then I have friends that love, you know, to try and do the points game. And I'm kind of in the middle. I just like to have the convenience, but then also pay it off and make sure that it's not, the balance isn't ballooning where mm. we're not going to be able to yeah. pay it off. Yeah. Wild. So. Wild. You can find Monica on Instagram at? Flourish with Monica. Flourish with Monica. And her podcast, Flourish to Seven Figures. Yes on wherever you listen to this bloody podcast right now. So, thanks for joining me and our crew today. We are sitting in the lobby of the Biltmore Hotel in downtown LA 
And there's been some cool stuff shot here. Have you seen the TV over there with all the stuff? No, I need to go check it so out. So they shot like um, um, uh, a John Legend film clip here. They shot a Justin Bieber film clip here. They shot an Ed Sheeran film clip here. Sheenan, Sheeran, whatever. Sheeran. So much cool stuff in this old place. It's very gorgeous. It I mean, is. the detail's amazing. When I got here, they were shooting a, a Apple TV show in the bar upstairs. So, really? Yeah, so it must be like pretty, pretty cool. All right, Monica, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.